Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Dan Issel and Louis Rabot, right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louie. Happy Wednesday, everybody. This is Issel and Louie, ESPN 680, 105.7, and on the ESPN Louisville app. However you're listening this morning, we appreciate you spending part of your day with us. First hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism, KentuckyTourism.com. Lewis, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Dan, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I don't understand the I, question. Uh, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No one understands anything, Dan. <laughs> I don't understand the question. You know how we have to pretend we're doing radio into the void? It's almost like Kenny Payne is doing press conferences into the void. <laughs> it's amazing. How are you? You doing all right? I'm terrific. Good. good, I'm, good. I'm terrific. We have inflammatory anti-Dan Issel sound at 11 o'clock. Everyone stay tuned for that. We will play it during bologna or salami. Uh-oh. So we're going we're gonna to spice up bologna or salami. So a little s- spicy salami. Do you enjoy a spicy salami, Dan? Absolutely. Okay. Any kind of salami. <laughs> it is a Bologna Salami Wednesday here on Island Louis. We'll take you up until the V Show at noon. And then, of course, first replay, 3 to 6, 7 to 6, uh, all day here, local programming on 680-1057. Um, okay, so it's it's done at least the, 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 the game-playing portion of the season for UofL, Dan. It's over. Thank goodness. <laughs> um, I This is the portion of the show where I need to apologize to uh, the good folks at uh, KentuckyTourism.com for having been <laughs> off – on my season projection for wins, I had it at five. Um, they win four instead of five. And look, when you're in this business um, for as long as I have been for nine months, um, <laughs> you're bound to have um, numerical errors that happen. Yeah, um, you get some you get right, some you get some, some you miss on. And I'm just and, uh, I'm asking for grace from our audience and from our sponsors. Um, yeah, where's the grace? <laughs> a little gratitude for the show being on for nine months would be great. Um, where's the grace? <laughs> Come on, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> Where's the grace? If you're Josh Hurd and the basketball fairies visit you tonight, we were talking about this in the back. I just, I kind of want to just have ridiculous scenario day. And you can have Cal for the next five years at Louisville. You can have Darren Horn, who's been doing a great job in Northern Kentucky for the next five years. Or you can have Kenny Payne for the next five years. What do you think Josh Hurd chooses? What does Josh Hurd choose, or what would I choose? Both. Well, Josh Hurd is going to is going to choose Kenny Payne. Okay. I would choose Darren Horn. Okay. I watched. I chose uh, to pass 
on the Notre Dame uh, Virginia Tech game. <laughs> How could you do that? <laughs> and watched every minute of Northern Kentucky, the Norse, and uh, Cleveland State. I like to think of them as the fighting Turfway Parks. <laughs> <laughs> that, my friend, is as well a coach team as I have seen play this year. They have, from, from yes, top that, to yes. bottom... They have a very high basketball IQ. They're not the most talented team I've ever seen, not even close. But as far as well-coached, Louie, they had 14 steals. I, they looked like a Rick Petito coach team last 14 night. 14 steals. Uh, yeah, uh, Horn's not going to be at Northern Kentucky very long. I could I mean, see he, him. That, I could see that him. That guy knows how to coach. Did he play at Western, or did he coach there before? I can't remember now. Um, that, I think he he played, didn't he? Yeah, I think that's right. And so I, yeah. my sense is that would be his next step, would be from low major to mid-major and then to high major. And so, yeah, I, I I, just, I think that's the right answer, actually. And it's sad that we're saying that. Even mm. though I do think Cal here for five years would be awesome. <laughs> and I think he would get a renewed whatever, and I think he'd really like it here, actually. I think he'd be surprised how much he likes it here, and I think he'd be really good. But No, they're... <laughs> It's just it's annoying to watch teams less than two hours from here be very, very well coached and then watch what we watched on the ACC Network yesterday. Yeah. It's well, just, you know, again, and, and I've said this all year long, and I'm going to say it about Kenny, and I'm going to say it this morning about his staff. I know there were some questions last night that Kenny didn't understand about was he going to reevaluate his staff and – I, I, I'm going to say the same thing, Louie. You you can't tell me that they can't coach. Now, maybe they can't, but given what they had to work with, you can't tell me they can't coach. I can't tell you they can, but you can't tell me they can't. So, I, I just the, – the that game last night, at halftime, I thought you had a shot. You had a chance to get win number five because they did play. They played. Uh, they played okay in the second half. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was Boston College's coaching staff or Zachary the kid, but they they quickly learned that why are we taking jump shots. Why in the world are we taking jump shots? Because if we take the ball to the basket, three things are going to happen. One of three things. And all three of them are good. Right. We're either, we're either going to make a layup, we're going to get fouled and go to the free throw line, or we're going to get an offensive rebound. Yep. And they, they realized that with the lack of defense all, almost all over the floor – but certainly the big guys, and we've been saying this all year, they don't have a big guy that can guard a post. And and that they, they, they brought that to light in the second half yesterday. And the game quickly went from a three-point advantage at halftime to an 18-point loss. All right, so I, I have to ask you, Dan, because you've been, you, you've been on this all year and you've been immovable on it. Why can you not at all change your opinion about the, the ability to coach when there are 32 games of data? Because they have garbage. 
they don't I don't care who you're talking about. This team is terrible. Whose fault is that? Well, it's well, I, I would say it's Kenny's. But but look at what he inherited here. I'm not going to and I I've said Louie, I don't know if he can coach. But I don't but you can't tell me he can't. Not with this team. This team's awful. Now, if he doesn't get some players in here next year, yeah, then you're absolutely right. But off of what he had to work with this year, the situation he inherited, and if you're going to criticize him, you know, he he was too much about uh, the history and the uniform and, you know, the program and not enough about getting kids in here that could play. I agree with that 100%. So if you're going to blame him for something, blame him, blame him for that. But don't tell me that he can't coach with this, with this team. Okay. All right. Okay. Tell, tell me one player on this roster – Maybe L. Ellis. Okay, you're 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 approaching this in a very specific way that that no one can argue against you with, because you are convinced 100 percent that everyone who isn't L. Ellis sucks at basketball. That's yes, fine. That's fine. I am. That's and, fine. And I have the numbers, and I have the video, and I have every metric you want to bring up to prove that. Is is Scott Davenport four and and twenty eight with this roster? What difference does it make if he's because, four because, and twenty? Because coaching, six coaching, twenty-six. So you think you think Scott Davenport's any... coaching acumen is worth two wins with this team? Yeah, Louis. There are no players on this team. Okay, not you're for, just not... you're immovable on this. It's okay. We need to talk about something else. Yeah, yeah, no, I am immovable because I'm right on this. These players are terrible for this level. Now, you take this you take this team to Bellerman and 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 the the opponents that Bellerman has, yeah, then maybe Scotty's five hundred. But Scotty isn't Scotty isn't five hundred with this team in the ACC, not even close. If Kenny Payne weren't Kenny Payne, how would you be talking about him? If he were Darren Horn and just went four and twenty-eight here, how would you be talking about him? With, with these players yes. and with the and with the situation he inherited, I'm always going to be pro coach. I'm always going to be pro coach. I mean, I, I I like Kenny. I think he's I think he's a good person. I know he's a good basketball coach. I I don't know that I've ever talked to Kenny Payne. There's nothing personal in this. I, I guess I've shook his hand and said hello. It's not like I'm, I'm, you know, out there defending my best friend. I'm just saying this team is terrible. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. So no coach in this country could get them to 10 wins is what you're saying. Is that fair? With the, with the schedule they had? Yes. Yes. Same, yeah. same, same everything. Yeah. No, no, not, not mm-hmm. one. Okay. Not one. Okay, so Rick Pitino, no. Cal, no. Um, uh, 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 Tony Bennett, no. None of those guys could get this team to 10 wins. No. Okay, all right. I think you that is about as bad a take as you've ever had. Okay, well, that's fine. That's fine. But if you're going to come up, you're going to come up with, you know, uh, 
uh, situations that never happen. I mean, Rick Pitino's not coming here under this situation. No, 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 no. not coming here. You don't get to do that. Uh, uh, Shame on you, Dan. You don't get to do that. You don't get to say... No one hey, in this country, no one wait in this country, could coach this team I, I to ten games. I pointed to you the other day that you were wrong and you didn't talk to me for five minutes. I wasn't so wrong, be, so be careful. I wasn't wrong. They're three yes, and one in quad were. one. Arkansas is three and nine in quad one. They stink yeah, against and, good teams. And what are they in the net, Louie? They're one spot ahead of Kentucky. That's what why you don't write off the net, Louie. One what spot ahead. Are they in the net? Eighteen, Louis? Dan. Eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah. One spot ahead of Kentucky. Everyone wrote off that game. Yes, I can. Everyone wrote off that game like Kentucky had no chance. And shame on you for saying no coach in the country could get them to 10 wins. And then when I ask about a coach who's coaching in this country, you say that's not fair. You say it's not okay, fair. Okay, forget that comment. Rick Pitino could not get to 10 wins with this with this roster. That's, period. That's a better way to put it, and you're wrong. Um, he would absolutely well, okay, be Okay, so I'm wrong. Okay, great. All right, let's get some more KP sound. Um, uh, the, do you have the Twitter one ready? Is that sound that we have, or do you have to finagle with that? Um, I'm also interested in the first one on this where they didn't think they could lose yesterday. I don't know how you get that out of a 428 season, but I'm fascinated. Good. I still don't understand the question, but I can tell you I have one of the best staffs in college basketball. I can tell you that there are unique individuals that have had so much success in this game. I can't believe you just asked that question because you're looking at guys that have accomplished more <laughs> in their life as players forget coaching. Their experience in life is why I hired them. They are great coaches and they gave these kids love every day. So I mean, I, I don't even understand the question like how what is there to evaluate? I asked them to love the young men. That's why I hired them. To adopt their dreams. That's why I hired them. Nothing else. They did their jobs. They did a great job. I love my staff. So there's a couple things here, and you and I have talked about you, for example, like your playing career better than your coaching career, right? The, the idea of that a guy, if he plays well, turns into a good coach is not. There's, it's not apples to apples, right? No. Mostly it's the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, the second is I, it, you have to expect that question when you win four games. Of course people are going to question the structure of a program that goes four and 28. I mean, come on. And, and the idea that I don't understand your question, I don't know where it's coming from. You went 4-28, man. That's where it's coming from. And, and, and I, okay, so when you were a coach, Dan, was there, was there coaching from management about, hey, they're going to ask you about this. We, here's the company line. Or were you just Dan Islow in Denver so that you just got ahead free reign? Well, no, I didn't have free reign. Okay. I mean, my, my free reign as a coach lasted about a day and a half. But, uh, no, I didn't get coaching from anybody. I mean, I'd been, I'd been in front of a microphone for 20 years. I, you know, I, 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 I think I could have handled just about any situation. Okay. But if you, you know, if you have your eight-seed season, right, and you don't beat the Sonics, let's say, and you, and you come out and someone says, hey, have you thought about, you know, making a change in staff? Maybe Louis Dampier is not the guy or whatever the question would be. Like that's a totally inbounds question, right? Uh, yes, and and Kenny, Kenny did not handle that well by saying I don't understand the question. Of course, he understood the question. He knew exactly what they were asking, uh, which you just pointed out. So no, he didn't give a very good response to that. Right. But but 
he has to defend his coaches as well. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't actually object to him defending the coaches at all. That's a zero percent of like I'm not offended by that at all. As far as how he, that part of the answer to the question, but to say like I don't, I don't know, I don't know why you're asking that question. Yeah, I mean, come on, like you know, if someone asks you, anticipate a lot of roster turnover, and then you say, I don't know what you're talking about. What? No, no. Like you need you need better players, right? That's obvious, and that's okay, and everyone understands that. Um, I I don't know what the the starting block is here, Dan, for this off season, and I think that's the part that is the most difficult. And it also is a I, I think you could use it for both sides of the argument of keeping him and giving him time, or of getting rid of him because it seems like some guys are able to figure out that starting block very quickly. Tommy Lloyd in Arizona. Um, you know, Jerome Tang in Kansas State, to a lesser degree, what's going on at LSU. And some guys just don't, and it takes them longer to figure it out, or they don't figure it out. One of the two, right? I, I, I think if you look at this and you, and you ask those questions, you could use that on both sides, if that makes sense. In other words, if you want to give him time, hey, he's got to figure out how to, where the starting block is and what it is, right? Because last year, different circumstance than this year. Um, but you could also use it to say, hey, he had a chance to do this before, and we saw almost no results at all. And this, you know, even Dan is admitting this roster is is awful. It's the coach's job to get players, blah, 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 et cetera. So, so what do you think is the first starting block? Question. Yeah, sure. Uh, if you were Josh Hurd, is Kenny gone? If I'm Josh Hurd? Yeah. 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 I would find the money. And and then who would who would you who would be on your list of hires or is that is I, that I think there are five or six guys that I would look at right away um, that I think could come in and do a job that gets them to nineteen or twenty wins next year. I think the list is that deep. I think there are a lot of people that would like to have this job, and yeah, I, I would feel really strongly about that. I think so. That, you think you think that uh, uh, there, there are coaches out there that could bring in players to this program in in the next what seven months six months Five to months. get this team to 18 or 19 wins i do think that yes okay i do think that because i think with the way they start their schedule next year there's no maui trip next year you know there's not that three game stretch doesn't exist next year they're going to have six games like they had their first three games next year i think that they start with a six seven eight game kind of cushion and then after that, if you go near 500 in the conference, you're getting up into that number. So, yeah, I do think someone could do that. Okay. All right. Um, uh, one of the – so people on both sides on the text line, which is, means that we're doing a good job here, 437-968-UPS-JOBS text line. Um, a lot of people pointing out star rankings in recruiting for players on this roster, Dan. You and I have had this conversation before, and I know how you feel, which is that um, it's nice that Huntley Brinkley was a five-star. He sure as hell doesn't play like it. Right. And, and hasn't for two years. <laughs> Correct. Right. OK. That kind of stuff. So I think I think I actually I, I wish I, I came down on one side or the other in that debate, but I'm just not. It, it doesn't feel like the star thing doesn't feel important to me. Like I'm with you, like you watch the players and they're bad. <laughs> like they just are. What I'm trying to evaluate is if they're bad players or if the coaching or lack thereof is involved in them progressing this year or not progressing this year my sense is it's a melange it's a mix of those things for you it's not a mix they're just bad players and so i you know anyways uh four three seven nine six eighty um 
I tell you, Kenny's responses to questions next year better not be love them up. Hell, he loves his kids more than I love my wife. <laughs> Go on, text her. Um, um, enjoying the back and forth, guys. This sounds like family squabbles at Thanksgiving. Um, man, you have a... You have a fiery family. All right. Um, guys sound like Mike and the Mad Dog. This is a hell of a start. Um, it's not that Kenny Payne didn't understand the question. He didn't understand why it was asked. You're correct. And I tried to clarify that at the end. But you, yeah. have, to, you have to understand why people are asking that. When you go 4-28, and 28, I don't want to say nothing's off the table, but very few questions are off the table. Right? I mean, you, you, to question, if he isn't today spending the day questioning everything, then he shouldn't be the head coach here. Do you agree with that at least? I mean, like, 100%. Right, question everything, sure. 100%. Yeah, and, and, and if I could sit down with Kenny uh, for 15 minutes, I, I think I could give him a list of <laughs> 10 or 12 things that he needs, he needs to look at, he needs to change, and a lot of it is his approach to the media. Um, you know, he just he, he just he doesn't do himself any favors when questions like that come up and it and, and his response is what what it was last night. Right. It just that doesn't help. Can you play KP one here? I'm actually <laughs> this is the one I don't understand the most. Like we we didn't we never thought we'd lose this game. Coach, it is now the end of the season, and I know it's not like anybody wanted it to go. There are so many things that, that we've talked about over and over again, but um, a disappointing way to end it because, I mean, I really think the way this team kept fighting and kept trying that, that you could win a game or two here. No question. Disappointed in it. It's an understatement for me because I never thought we would come here and lose this game. Uh, in my mind, and I told the guys this, we were winning this game. Um, but, you know, things happen. There has to be a reason for it. <laughs> we have to pick it up and, and keep moving forward. All right. Uh, L. Ellis leaves the court. Are you mad at L. Ellis? Uh, uh, leaves the court. I think he left the court with like 30 seconds left in the game. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I've said before, I think lining up and shaking hands in in the college level, I I, yeah, I, I mean I, I understand sport. That that's something you do when you're in the fourth grade. So if he didn't want to shake anybody's hand yeah. and he was tired of playing his tail off and never getting a win for it, I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, I, I, I am essentially in the same place. Um, texter asking uh, Dan if if you if you're evaluating Kenny on a bad roster, then why does he need to change anything that he's doing? Well, he, I didn't say he doesn't need to change anything. He needs to get some players in here. Mm, got it. Okay, more more player acquisition than, like, changing practice or something like that. A- absolutely. Got it. Okay. I, I mean, guys, <laughs> Kenny has been successful every place he's been and as assistant coach. And now I know, I know – it's a lot different being the head coach and an assistant coach. But it's not like he doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, he's, he, if he didn't know what he was doing, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be making a million dollars a year or more as an assistant coach with the Knicks. He wouldn't be getting credit for the way Julius Randle is playing right now. Uh, it, it, I mean, you don't go, you don't go stupid overnight. And and sure, there are things he could do better, but 
But my position is you can't kick him out of here after this year. Now, if he comes back next year and doesn't get any anybody that can play and, and you know, they win seven or eight games next year, yeah, yeah, then I get it. But not after one year. Is there is there a number for you for next year that he has to get to? Because I think uh, there are two camps. I think there's one camp that's like, look, he's going to get to 500 next year, and that's good enough, and that'll show, you know, that he's he's turning this this freighter that is Louisville basketball around. And then there are people that are saying, look, 500 is not good enough. You know, this is Louisville basketball. We should be at a certain level. Uh, well, I I wouldn't put a number on it. What I would be looking for more, Louis, is the players he gets in here. I mean, does he go out and recruit? Uh, in a couple of five stars for next year does he go in the transfer portal and get some guys that can play that's what I'd be looking at if if he doesn't have the if he doesn't get players in here then you know no number is good enough okay. in my mind I mean you've got to see you've got to see the progression as far as the talent level is concerned before you start talking about, you know, 500 is good enough. If he doesn't get any players in here, then, you know, 500 is unattainable. Do you do you think there's a um, – because talking with you about this is, is, is unique in that, for you, this falls at the players in a, in a huge percentage. Um, well, well let, let me just ask you this. Sure. Okay, last night they give up 11 offensive rebounds – 11 offensive rebounds in the second half. Yeah, right. Now, is that the fact that Kenny can't coach? Is that the fact that his staff stinks? Or is that the fact that the players can't play? I think it's all of it. And I think Do you really? I do. And I think the the last part where the players stink is also the coach's fault. So to me, you just asked is it the coach's fault 3 times? And I would say yeah, yes see, to it. I, three I times. disagree with that. Right? 100%. No, I understand. No, I know that, and that's yeah, where we are. And because no. I played basketball, and I and I knew that y- your first job was to take the guy, the offensive rebounder, off of the floor, and and I'm sure that they have talked about that in practice. I'm sure that they have done rebounding drills where you're supposed to put your body on somebody, and if they're incapable of doing that. I don't see how you say that's the coach's fault. Okay. All right. Hey, Dan, I just want to, I want to say something once, and then I don't want to have to ever say it again. Um, if we're going to have, hey, I played basketball and you didn't conversations, I'm not interested in those conversations. Um, okay. Because, I, no, because I, it's not fair to me. If you want to talk about sports that way, that's fine. But if it's going to be Issel and Louie, then we have to do it in a way where I can be part of the conversation. Well, I, I don't believe I said you didn't. I said, I played basketball. I know how to block somebody off the backboard. I don't believe I said that and I, you And I know from having basketball. observed basketball that that's something you need to do. My point is, if you don't have a defensive scheme in place that, that encourages people to do that, then I do think it falls on coaching. Now, Okay. Well, we need – obviously, obviously we completely disagree on this, and so we need to talk about something else. Okay. Um, Louisville baseball is really good, huh, Dan? What they win eleven to one yesterday? Yeah. Uh, they're back in action on Friday. They're going to be over on nine seventy Louisville versus Dayton uh, two fifty 
kicking off with Sean Moth, 3, uh, 3 o'clock first pitch. Um, and they'll have Dayton all weekend on 93.9 The Ville. Those games are at 1 o'clock uh, Saturday and Sunday, 3 o'clock on Friday. I haven't even looked at the weather report, and it's my birthday this weekend. I should probably know what the freaking weather is going to be on my birthday. But um, yeah, Do we have uh, plans for a party? You know, Dan, I think I've hit the age where it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you got it. See, you started yeah, laughing, you, you know. Like, the choir here, pal. <laughs> like, what are we eating is essentially the question, right? Yeah. <laughs> and no, who's cooking no it? not what are we eating. What are you cooking, Louie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is definitely going to fall on me. Oh, man. Um, did the um, – did the – oh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, did you see it was Shotgun Willie's? The what? The John Morant. It was that shotgun, Willie's. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't with us yesterday, we talked about John Morant being in a club. It's Glendale is the name of the town, right? Yes. Yeah, the part yes. of Denver, <clears throat> which we learned on Yelp, is the home of the greatest, uh, the greatest uh, c- concentration of strip clubs in the Denver area. And Dan knew what Shotgun Willie's was. I was kind of stunned. Um, it's and- been, the, it's right on Colorado <laughs> Boulevard. It's a landmark. It's a dump, but it's a, it's a landmark. So- it's right, it's right on the busiest street in in denver yeah, yeah. and it's been there for a hundred years right and so do you know what's funny is i got a text uh, because i think nick was doing something during maybe to rub it yesterday so he was actually able to listen and he goes oh let me tell you about shotgun willies <laughs> 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 and apparently he had been to a like a a bachelor party or something there you know what i mean and so uh just and, yeah. he, and i got like pages of text from nick who, <laughs> who if you text by the way and avery could speak to this does not reply to text messages he's nick valvano um, there's no, there's no getting a text back from Nick. Yeah, yeah it, it depends on what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you send him like minor league hockey jersey designs, he'll he'll definitely text back. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. yeah right. <laughs> oh man! All right. On the other end, we'll talk about. Uh, we'll get into Lamar. I'm interested if Dan's interested in Travis Perry. I mean, even I know who King Coleman is. Yeah, and for this no, kid as you... a junior to be, he's gonna fly past the record. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested how, how interested Dan is in that, and then um, an amazing part, Louis. I think I think Coleman set the record back in the early '50s, yes. didn't he? Yes, yeah. But I mean, wow. this isn't like Antoine Davis and Pete Maravich. This is this is. I mean, I know there's a three point line now, but Travis Perry is a scorer. I mean, he's just, I mean, an absolute scorer. So uh, lots of uh, people on text line really appreciate you. Uh, Dan and I don't have segments like that very often, but um, I think you can tell that uh, there's there's uh, we're gonna we're gonna have fun the rest of the show. But uh, we'll get into too. I, I, I I had fun for the first half hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey, Lewis, when you're ready to explore the outdoors, there's no better place than the bluegrass state. Hike, bike, paddle, fish, or even venture deep underground. This is Kentucky. Come see for yourself. Plan your getaway today at KentuckyTourism.com. This segment with Dan Issel and Louis Rabot is presented by KentuckyTourism.com. All right, welcome back in. 10.30 segment here on Issel and Louie, taking you up until noon today. The show after us, and then first replay, of course, taking you all the way to 6 p.m. here on ESPN 680-1057. It is Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Conference Championship Week here on ESPN Louisville, and we're your home for conference championships. We have all of them 
So just listen to the station because we have all of them. Today, we have the Patriot League Championship, Lafayette and Colgate. Um, no, that is not um, the French Army versus Toothpaste, but it is colleges, I promise, 715 here on ESPN 680-1057. The Big Sky Championship, Northern Arizona, Montana State at 1115 here on ESPN 680-1057. And then the ACC Tournament, we will have on 93.9, Virginia Tech versus NC State. Dan, I saw an interesting tweet, and it's one that I definitely agree with. So lots of guys go out next week to Vegas to bet all of the first-round NCAA tournament games. Right, yep. Someone made the point that this week is the week to go to Vegas because there are tons of games every day, and there are five tournaments being played in Las Vegas. Really? So you can actually attend five different different, tournaments. tournaments out there yeah it's pretty wild so like like Gonzaga just played there yeah um I think the Mountain West is out there this um Big Sky Championship is out there so yeah just lots of different games and to actually attend if you want to do that as well so I think it's pretty cool that's yeah that's smart move by those conferences because if they had it if they had one in Pocatello there wouldn't be seven people at the game (laughs) or they'd get stabbed to death yeah right um let's go to Vegas oh there's a basketball game (laughs) great sure All right, so uh, the darkness told Aaron Rodgers to play football in New Jersey. Don't don't you know? I mean, <laughs> as, as much as he loves drama and and being the story, don't you know that he just got shivers when he found out that the owner of the Jets, the general manager, the head coach, and the offensive coordinator were flying all the <laughs> way across him. country just to talk to him. Called his don't bluff. You, I mean, that made his day, don't you imagine? Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah. The, so what the do attention you think getter, I think he plays Green Bay. I think he stays at Green Bay. <laughs> I was talking with uh, with James Black, who uh, works on Dieter Show in the morning, and uh, I, I think one of the things we, we don't we don't account for with guys, so you, you, know, you, you move to Denver to play for the Nuggets, and you fall in love with living there, right? You, you really enjoy it. You yep. raise your kids there. That doesn't happen for everybody. Right, lots of players go somewhere and they play in. I'm I'm just picking a city. They play in Buffalo for eight years and then you know like, uh, oh gosh, he does the radio up there. He lives here. He was in the uh, Kenny Payne one of those games video. Oh my gosh, offensive lineman played here. Anyways, wow, that's bad. Can't um, help you. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, the text line is going <coughs> to murder me. Like he didn't stay in Buffalo. He moved back here. Right, that kind of thing. Yeah. Lots of guys do that. They move back to where they're from. Preston right? Brown. Yeah, no, that's not Preston Brown. Oh. Just kidding. You're good. No, that's actually better than what I came up with, which yeah, is cause nothing because like, I can I see his face. I know he played for the Bills. Yeah. And then Eric Wood, back. thank you, Texter. Um, and so, um, but yeah, it's its its own, you know, like that's him, you know, going to Buffalo, having a really nice career, but, you know, he, he moves back here, his family's here, whatever. Um, Do you know, Louis, I, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers just doesn't want to live in northern Wisconsin seven months a year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I he think goes to chance, California right? the day after yes, the season's exactly. over. Right. And maybe he just wants to be in New York City the other seven months of the year. Maybe. Do you, do you know, and, and I have no statistics to prove this, but do you know the, the town in the NBA that more people stay in after their career is over? So they play there, then stay there is what you're they saying? They played there okay. and then stayed there. Oh, I like this. Um. I'm gonna. Is it is it an off the beaten path kind of town? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, well, either, it's it's pretty good size, right? But oh, sure. You wouldn't think you wouldn't think of it in this in this term. The two places I thought of are Salt Lake City and Portland. Uh, 
No, Salt oh, okay. Lake City. Salt Lake City is a terrible guess because oh, oh, because of who the NBA there, players are. There are, are. six yeah, right. black people in Salt Lake City. And they're City all the jazz. Don't... Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. That's, that's fair enough. Fair enough. San Antonio, Texas. Oh, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, San Antonio. People love players that played there. Love San Antonio. Mm. Even Doug Moe, my my coach who. You know, grew up in New York, was in Carolina, was in Denver for a long time. The minute he retired, he was in San Antonio, Texas. Okay, yeah. I, 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 everyone who goes to San Antonio seems to enjoy San Antonio. It's a great place. There it is. <laughs> it's. I, I have been to Houston, Dallas, Austin, Galveston. I have never been to San Antonio or to El Paso in Texas. So I've been to that eastern section of texas but not other yeah I, for some reason i've never been to austin i've been to all those other places yeah well you, you play basketball that's why it's not um no okay so so let's <laughs> let's get back let's get back to rogers okay um if i is so there any chance i'm right he just wants green bay i do i but i think that's more like having to make the trade and work out that kind of stuff than anything else i think i think he just wants to live somewhere that isn't wisconsin I think it's pretty simple because they- I, I, I think I, what what I'm thinking is he's he's almost 40, isn't he? Yes. Or maybe he is 40. Uh, he didn't have the greatest year last year. I'm wondering, I mean, they moved up. Did, did Green Bay either they moved up or they used a first round pick to take Jordan Love? OK, I, I, if, if I'm running the Green Bay Packers, I, I'm, I might think, hey, you know, it's time to move on. We've got Jordan here. We think he can do the job. You know, we don't need this drama every offseason. Let, let's move on. Okay. The thing I don't understand, and I, I, I don't that know makes if sense, anybody. By the way. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if anybody understands this, but if to me, reading about this, the biggest downside is if they trade him, uh, Green Bay has a bunch of what they call dead money. Yeah, right. On the salary, I, I don't understand that concept at all. If you're if you're trading a guy and you're getting assets back, why does his contract still count against your cap? I don't know. It's a fair question. Yeah, yeah if you unload yeah, salary, no, you should be able to unload salary. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> no, because in in the NBA, that that those deals get done all the time. Guys on expiring contracts, right? So that teams yeah. can. Teams could take on those players, and they know at the end of the year they're going to have cap space. Yeah, no. Yeah, sure. all you have to do is take back within ten percent, high and low. You have to take back sal- uh, that amount of salary that you're shipping out. But it, right. You know, once you ship it out, it doesn't count against your cap. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, Texter asking Dan, do you remember what Charles Barkley said about the women in San Antonio? I, I do not. Although oh. I wanted to get, I wanted to get to this later in the show. Okay. Charles Barkley said something. I love Charles Barkley. I know you do. <laughs> love him because he says exactly what's going on. And uh, what did Charles say about the women in San Antonio? I I can't say it and keep a job. <laughs> it, it deals with the physiques of the women in San Antonio in a negative way. Oh no, no. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe maybe Charles doesn't know what he's talking about. 
it's a very famous clip that I will not have Avery get for this show. And not because okay. Avery's a woman, just because I, this show's <laughs> we talk about enough. We don't need to add the physique of women to the, the topics on this show, especially when it's negative. Positive, maybe. See, don't negative. you love that? I mean, there's not another person in media in the United States that could get away with saying something like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you threw me under the bus there. So what did Charles say? I can't say it. He can't. I can't. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Did you uh, watch any of the other college basketball last night? Either Gonzaga, who looked unbelievable last night. Yes, um, they looked they looked very good. I lasted till halftime. Yeah, okay. When, when they were when they were up uh, twenty at half, I I turned it off. Um, and then uh, uh, Mark Blankenbaker texted the show. He's listening this morning. Thank you, Mark. Uh, dead money is what Grand, uh, Green Bay had guaranteed the player. So what it does is it, you know, it it offsets. Um, uh, the remaining portion is what's being traded along with the player. So you have the salary and then you have the guaranteed salary. That's why so many players get uh, signing bonuses because that money goes away as part of the, the debt money. Okay. Yeah. But but since the, since that money is prorated, it doesn't it's not that big a hit on the Jets contract. I don't, I, I don't understand that thinking at all. Yeah. Well, uh, but thanks thanks blank. <laughs> Thanks for hey, listening. Blank, did you know Teddy Bridgewater is going to be a free agent? <laughs> oh, my man, Blank. If you're Le- All right, if you're Lamar Jackson, since we're talking about – we just talked about Gonzaga and then we went right back to the NFL. If you're Lamar <laughs> Jackson and they, they yes. tag you for $32.5 million, yes. you see Daniel Jones get a four-year 160. Why do you not go back to the Ravens and ask for four? And it's half guaranteed, by the way. Why don't you yeah, go back to I the Ravens? 80, but 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 I think the biggest question is you're talking about Daniel Jones versus Lamar. Jackson. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Why don't you go yeah. to the Ravens then? And you're like, I want four years, one ninety five, all guaranteed. Well, I because that's know, not I've that different this, of a contract. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and uh, much has been made of Lamar representing himself. And, you know, contract negotiations aren't that difficult. Here's what I want. Uh, no, here's what we'll give you. Right. Uh, well, then here's what I want. No, here's what we'll give you. I'm, I'm sure Lamar is bright enough to handle that part of it himself. What I've always said is you need an agent because during negotiations – Things get said, things get done that make your relationship damaged. Now, how much it's damaged, I don't know. But the fact that Lamar just got tagged and and he didn't get tagged with the one that pays him $45 million. He got tagged with the one that pays him $32 million. And so what, what, what Baltimore is saying, and you know, he's always used Watson contract, two hundred and forty million why, dollars. Yeah, that's why I think you don't you don't use that guaranteed. one. You use Daniel Jones's contract. Yeah, I think well, you you look at Daniel Jones and say, look, I'm better than Daniel Jones. Let's not let's not beat around the bush here. I'm better than Daniel Jones. I want this contract based on what he's getting in New York, and and I'm not being unreasonable with you. I'm not even asking for two hundred million dollars. By the time we get to year four of this contract, it's going to look like nothing yeah. because quarterbacks will be making $80 million at that point. Please be reasonable with me here, but I do need the money guaranteed. That's what I would do. 
Yeah. No, that uh, that that's a good point. But what Baltimore has done, Louis, is they're they're saying, "Hey, uh, Haslin in in Cleveland is a jerk. That's an outlier. <laughs> that contract yeah. will never get matched." And so what they're doing is kind of collusion. But what they're saying is there isn't another team out there that will give you that kind of money. They're trying to call that kind of right. guaranteed. So, so we're gonna we're gonna let you go talk to them, and uh, if if you don't get anything, you get a one year deal for thirty two million. Yeah, well, that's, they're, they're calling bluffs, and um, you know, obviously they have a number in mind that if it goes over that number, then they they're gonna cut bait and take the two round you know the right. two draft picks, take or whatever. the two first round draft picks. Yeah, how see, does, there's do you know how that compensation reason. works? Is it like at the end of the first round they get two? Or they get one in consecutive years or something? Is it the last pick of the first? Uh, they, they would want them in consecutive years. Okay. Yeah. And it's the last pick of the first round? No. It would be whatever pick that team has. It's that team's pick. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. So the yeah. compensatory comes from the team that he signs with. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here, here's another reason you need an agent. Now he's open <laughs> for business. Yeah, right. And he's got to talk to, what, half half the NFL teams out there that need a quarterback? That's another reason he needs an agent. Yeah, I heard Dieter this morning say he, he at least needs a receptionist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good line. Yeah, oh, yeah. But, what do, uh, so what do you think happens? Uh, I think he plays in Baltimore for $32 million and I think he's angry the for every second he's there. Mm-hmm. That's what I think happens. And they go like 9-8 and eight or something next year because he's just not happy with the tag, essentially? Well, yeah, because you got to look at the teams. Uh, well, who knows what Cleveland's going to be, but they're, you know, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh always seems a way to win one of those games against yep. them. So uh, I, don't, I don't know what other teams they play in the NFL, but, um, you know, with an unhappy, with an unhappy Lamar Jackson – um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how that turns out. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Um, a guy, unanimous MVP at 23 years old. Yeah, that's the amazing yeah, thing. You think, you think of Lamar, and you think, you know, he's been an MVP. He, he's had a terrific career. You know, he's 26 years old. <laughs> Louis, he's 14 years younger than Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Right. 14 years. I'd be trying to make the young man as happy as I could make him. I know that. Do you think he was hurt at the end of the year? Uh, not, not sufficiently enough to miss six games. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he was hurt. I, I think if they were in a playoff run... I think he would have played the last few games. Okay. All right. And if and if his contract situation was straight, if out. it was straight out, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is Issa and Louie. We're taking you up until noon. At eleven, we'll do bologna or salami. There will be inflammatory anti-Dan Issel sound at eleven o'clock. So you will want to stay in uh, tuned in for that. I know you haven't heard it, Dan, which makes me very happy. Um, we'll also talk about uh, UK and the SEC tournament this weekend. If you missed our discussion i'll call it a discussion um the first half hour of the show that you can go back uh to the podcast center and listen to any of our episodes uh but uh, you can definitely listen to that someone asking if uh, avery is doing okay uh we know she doesn't like it when the parents fight i i, I am 
I am dealing with today. <laughs> she did give me a look, Dad, like, oh, no, we're doing this again. <laughs> I almost walked out with the last fight. You did? Well, you actually walked out two fights ago, whatever that was. I can't even remember anymore. You see, I'm not afraid to walk away from the board and just let y'all do your thing. That is way too much trust of me with the dumb button, I'll tell you. I will put someone else on this board and I will come back later. Dan's not going to curse, I might. It's just what it is. But we'll uh, we'll talk about the SEC tournament and how hard I'm not going to curse and and my voice won't raise at all. (laughs) One of those is true. Um, uh, We'll also get into, uh, let's talk Travis Perry right now, but uh, before we do that, um, we get these kinds of texts all the time, and I appreciate them because these are people that listen all the time. And I'm going to answer it first to see if I'm right, and then I'm going to have Dan answer it. Louis, can you ask Dan who the most influential coach was during his playing days? There are two answers to that. The first is his high school coach was the most influential coach Dan ever had. The second is that Coach Rupp was, to Dan at the time, the best innovator in basketball, but Dan played for him at the end of his career. So by then, other people had adopted many of his methods. Did I get that right, Dan? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, The most influential, if you said, what coach did I have that that was most influential in how my career turned out, it would be my high school coach because Don Vanderschnick uh, was his name. And uh, because I wasn't good enough at basketball in a in a school of 400 people, four years, 400 people, I wasn't good enough to make the varsity as a sophomore in high school. And he was hired the summer between my sophomore and junior year. And he literally and it helped that I grew three or four inches, but um he literally, I would come in before school. The entire team would come in before school. We'd take off our shirts and and change our into our tennis shoes and shoot free throws mm. uh, before school. Then we'd have like a two-and-a-half-hour practice, and then he'd keep me individually uh, for another 45 minutes after after every practice. And so without him, without that influence, yeah, I, I never would have had the career I had. There you go. So, speaking of high school ball, so Travis Perry, uh, 6'2 junior out there in Lyon County, um, 20 points from King Coleman's record. And um, I want to be very clear, I am not uh, from Kentucky. Dan and I, neither of us are from Kentucky. But King Coleman is one of those names, man, uh, Kelly King Coleman, in this state um, that, I mean, I think it's the name most synonymous with high school basketball in this state um, outside of some of the guys that ended up playing at U of L in UK. And, And I think... You know, like a um, a Jeff Shepard is more identified by UK than he is by um, high school basketball. Kelly Coleman, of course, going on to Kentucky, Kentucky Wesleyan and um, onto the Knicks. But um, do you? I mean, it, I, I said it earlier in the show. It feels different than Antoine Davis chasing, you know, down four and a half seasons to Pete Maravich's three seasons and that kind of You're thing. Right. Do you feel the yeah. same way here? I do. Okay. I, I, I do because, uh, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to see, having a chance to see him play. But uh, he, <laughs> the day that Cal went to watch him play, yeah, this is a he scored 61 <laughs> points. Now, it's a good day if to do I'm that. not mistaken, <laughs> high school basketball is still eight-minute quarters, right? I think so. 
So in 32 minutes, he scored 61 points. <laughs> that, that, that's two points a minute. That, that, I mean, just stop and think about that. Every minute he's on the floor, he's scoring two points. That, that's, that's just incredible. And the fact that he's going to do it, Louie, and still have a year left, I mean, that, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Now, you go back to the early 50s, and they weren't, teams weren't putting up these kinds of numbers. Individuals weren't putting up those kinds of numbers, and that's why Coleman's record has lasted as sure. long as it has. Sure. Um, but, you know, and you could make a case for the three-pointer and no three-pointer, but, you know, Travis, it's not Travis's fault that they didn't have a three-point shot when Coleman was playing. So, no, I think, I think this, is, this is terrific, and he must be a phenomenal scorer. Do you think he, he should play at Kentucky as a six as a six two guard, or do you think there's another place that might be better for him? Uh, well, I think that's you know that's that's up to him. Uh, most kids grow up in Kentucky, outside maybe of Jefferson County. Most kids grow up in Kentucky thinking about playing for UK, mm. and so I don't know you know what his what his history is if he has. If he has that endearing feeling toward the University of Kentucky, I mean, if if he wants to play there, I think it'd be terrific. But you know, there might be better spots for him as, as a player, as an individual, than playing at UK. Yeah, it'll be interesting to follow. Uh, he is uh, into the Sweet 16 um, as our other college basketball recruits around the state. This it's actually an interesting article on the Herald Leader. If you're interested at all in the the, the cross between high school basketball and recruiting itself. So um, the guy's actually uh, playing for their local high school team. What, what's amazing is if, if you read this, uh, if you read this article, um, th- there are a number, both, both uh, boys and girls. Yes, right. There are a number of really good prospects. I mean, even, even sophomores and freshmen. Uh, a number of interesting prospects that'll be playing in the state tournament. Yeah, I think with the the, the sharp decline in the quality of of women's basketball at Kentucky, the hope would have to be that that the coaches recognize the in state people first, put the fence up around the state, you know, try to keep Jeff Walls away, and then try to figure out a way to get you know three four of those girls you know two a year or something on campus essentially. So uh, yeah, it's just, yeah no they, the Kentucky needs something yeah. It, it LZ went, didn't have a very good year. Yeah, it, went, it went south fast. So, um, All right, so first hour of the show brought to you by our friends at Kentucky Tourism and KentuckyTourism.com. Check out all those happenings in the spring in the Bluegrass State, less than a month to the start of Keeneland. You can also check out, check out all of the golf and other attractions around the state. All of that at our friend with our friends at KentuckyTourism.com. On the other end, we'll have bologna or salami, and then Dan and I will talk about Something Cal usually doesn't do, um, and or at least place a lot of emphasis on, which is the SEC tournament. How far do they need to go? We'll talk about it next here on ESPN 680-1057. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. 
So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.